He is Nicholas Perez. I am Ben Perez, and we are the BoxBox Brothers Podcast. We have a great show for you today, Nick. We are going to be reviewing the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix, getting into our good and bad bets, more good bets from you and bad bets from me. And then we're going to close it out with a preview of the race down under in two weeks. So I'm ready. Without further ado, Nick, let's get into it. What up? Sorry. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Yes. Let's get it. Let's talk about it, Nick. Your initial. We got Checo. We have Checo on the podium. Checo is the king of street circuits. His second street circuit win since or his third street circuit win because he had monaco and malaysia or singapore last week last year and now he he carries baku and then he had baku the year before that 2021 he had pole in saudi last year and after a shit late safety car that backed everyone up after probably latifi shunted it everywhere Mm -hmm. that yeah caused him to lose his advantage after he pitted right before that that crash happened so yeah it was put a crown on him nick put a crown on him he's we're bowing to him the king of street circuits he looked amazing today he looked mighty fast nothing that i don't think do you think max was slow on purpose or do you think that he just couldn't catch him i just don't think that he could have catched caught him i know he max ended up getting the fastest lap of the race which was hilariously petty and amazing all at the same time right at the end because you heard the radio message of red bull coming on and telling max oh no you don't have to push that's fine and he's like no tell me what the goddamn fastest lap is i'm going after it because that does determine the driver's championship right now it does it does max is like by one point now which that's crazy. And I saw someone who was like, Fernando Alonso knows exactly what that feels like because um, Fernando lost his driver's championship by one point. <laughs> oh, to Kimi Raikkonen? Is that 07? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was the, that's what we were talking about last week when Kimi won by one point. Those fastest laps, yeah. they, don't, they don't seem like a lot, but it's like an extra point in American football. <laughs> you miss one and it could cost you the game at the end. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, very crazy, but there's still a lot of races to go. This one was quite exciting with all the grid place penalties and the blown up engines during qualifying. It made it a much more exciting race than what we both, uh, well, what I had initially thought going into it. I initially thought, I thought it was always going to be a good race because I feel like Jeddah, you never know. Like there could be a pile up somewhere and it just completely changes the way the whole race flows yeah i was a little nervous for logan Sargent during qualifying and he spun out during it and he said a good great lap in qualifying he put it up into the 129s i have no clue what they were talking about on that well on the last race the commentators came over and clarified that but it for that section on turn 27 all that needs to be over is your full wheel so they don't want you that close to the wall. So because his full wheel was over, not his entire car, that's they had changed the rules for that. If that makes sense. So yeah. that's why they called his car out of bounds. 
That just sucks. Yeah. Should have read the rules, Nick. <laughs> Should have yeah. noticed. But yeah, that just sucked because it was really sad because he was really close to just mm-hmm. being great. And so, yeah. Um, he did finish higher than Albon today, which was one of my race predictions. It counts um, even. <laughs> it counts even if Albon <laughs> DNFs. Yeah, he, he got got to the finish line, because even in that backfield, Nick, we saw a lot of it at the end of the race. Yeah, a lot of like they were all battling for P fourteen. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was impressive. They weren't getting any points, but bragging rights after in Park Ferme. Yeah. But it was it was getting good towards the end. I was really enjoying watching mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and it was fun. There was battles up and down the grid. So even mm-hmm. with Red Bull and their battle internal battle between Max and Checo, but we also had the George and Lewis fight. We had Alonso just kind of taking a Sunday drive. He's better than the rest, but <laughs> not as good as the Red Bulls. Yeah, he's then, in like a weird spot there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's good, but then he's not better than everyone else. Yeah. So that's kind of a very like funky spot to be in. Yeah, and Stroll was up there for most of the race until his whatever happened with his car that All triggered right, did the you, safety car. Did you see his engine at the start? No. Like, well, did you see his car at the start uh, of the race? Yeah, his brakes were overheating. Yeah, there was just a plume of just heat was coming off of that car. I didn't think he was about to start. Yeah, he. I think he just overheated his brakes pulling up to the pulling up to the grid places. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he was going to start. Honestly, yeah, they cooled down throughout the race, but there was a quite a concern for Aston Martin with the that smoke plummeting or plummeting out of his car. But it turned out fine until something else gave. Did you? Did they end up coming out with what actually happened with his car? I don't think so as of right now as of reporting no okay as recording we do not know the fatal cause of his crash so but they looked fast and they looked just as dominant i might have to eat my words and come back and apologize because aston martin does look like the second best team on the grid. They are a bit dragging a straight line, which hurt them. But as soon as they got DRS, they were able to easily fly back past any of the other cars on track. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, they were just, they were on another level. Mm-hmm. They, I feel like he would have beat both the Mercedes today if Stroll was on it. And Stroll's not a bad race car driver. I know he gets a lot of crap for being a pay driver, but he is quick on his day. Yeah, he like, is quick on this day, and just because Big Daddy Stroll with his Big Daddy Bucks uh, got him an uh, entire racing team just so <laughs> that he could drive in Formula <laughs> 1, it doesn't diminish the fact that even before then, he had to prove that he was a good enough driver to compete on the level. Yeah. Because you've even seen it with Nicholas Latifi and him being a paid driver and being out of the the league in three years. So it doesn't really matter how much money that you bring if you're not good enough or at least average for the F1 grid, you won't keep your seat. I mean, when your dad owns the team, it's kind of hard to lose your seat. But I, I assume that if there was a... Say Latifi was... Stroll's son 
do you think mm-hmm. that he would have as much grace for Latifi continuing to bend it into the walls and continuing to drive that car slow around and well, not thing, try to replace him? Lance doesn't like drive the car slow around. No, he doesn't. Like, yeah, he he's he's quick. He's quick. That's yeah. Insane. Well, so I guess my my point is that it's because he's quick. It's not just because he's a paid driver and his daddy owns the team. Yeah. <laughs> That's that that was my entire point. Is that yeah. he's a competent. I was agreeing with you that he is a competent driver out on the grid. Yeah. I like him on his day. He's he's more more interesting. It's more than Misai the best way to put it mm-hmm. yeah more than meets the eye he can deliver it. he was on pace to be p4 because that aston was better than both ferraris and i don't know what ferrari has been doing this in- entire season they just look like they've dropped off the map i just don't know it's well one when you switch like team principles midway through your mm-hmm. off season it's gonna be it's gonna be tough mm-hmm. and then they just they just seem to lack direction like they don't have a pole like they don't they don't they don't have anywhere to go to mm-hmm. how long do you think it is before leclerc starts looking out for a, dif- a different team um i'd say after this year mm-hmm. did you did you notice all the interesting stuff at um what's it called down at mercedes what interesting mercedes. stuff Toto is kind of like having a soft message, kind of hinting that Lewis may leave if oh, Mercedes yes. isn't isn't yes. good. Yes, I did hear that he has the opportunity to leave if he wanted to. If Mercedes can't produce a car that can drive, because what's weird about Mercedes is that they're not Ferrari. Their car still works, but yeah. it just doesn't work, and it works well. better than. 80% of the teams on grid. So I would say that the only, actually 70%, because the only teams that I think it doesn't work better than are the Red Bulls and the Aston Martins. But those are the teams that you have to compete with to win a world championship. So their car just isn't on the world championship level caliber. Yeah. And I feel like, um, um, I feel like, I completely lost where I was going in my head. Um, Mercedes, they're good, and their car concept does work, but not to the level that it needs to work at. Yeah, I think the commentators had made a mention that the Red Bull with DRS has 17 miles per hour on the car that they're chasing. That's why it's it's insane. It's stupid, and... I know they had also mentioned that the DRS was too powerful. And I think part of that is because it's Red Bull that their DRS Uh is too powerful. Because everyone else was struggling to overtake with the DRS open. Because Magnussen had to take, what, four to five chances to overtake Sargent right at the end. Mm -hmm. And then zoom away. But with that Red Bull, they just open up that flap and... It just, like just goes. Fuel. Yeah. Um, no, what I was, I remember what I was going to say about Lewis Hamilton. Uh, could you imagine in the future we get Fernando Alonso 
ex Lewis Hamilton in an Ashton Martin? I I rate it. And this is where I think Stroll here's a hypothetical. Would you take Stroll or Lewis Hamilton if you're Lant or whatever, Big Daddy? I don't know. That's like one of the hard hardest decisions because you are dealing with family. So you'd have to cut ties with your own son. Well, I feel like he would cut ties with his own son to win a world driver championship. That's, but yeah, but that's just something you got to come to terms with as a dad. You got to ax, you got to ax your own kid. All right. So then would you, would you ax Fernando Alonso then? Well, do you think Fernando retires after this season? Well, like if he wins, it, say he, yeah. Do you say he? Do you think he re- ever retires, or do you think he just? Well, I think he gets pushed out in to not this season, next season, because if you could secure the future with, I wouldn't necessarily call Lewis Hamilton the future, but if you could get Lando Norris or Charles Leclerc or even Oscar Piastri, Oscar Piastri looked fast today. Oh, he looked insane. And, and if, then uh, Ocon. I don't know what just, it is with Ocon. Ocon just is attracted to other cars. Yeah. Because no matter no matter what he does, he'll always bump into someone or have an incident. Yeah, he likes to get his elbows out, likes to get nice and rough, and just ends up with carbon fiber all over the track. It ruined his race. It did. Do you know who also had a bad race? Who? Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, Bottas. He was just kind of like he was just kind of like drowning at the back of the pack, not really doing too much. Yeah, those soft tires at the end also didn't help him much either. No, no. But But going going back to the hypothetical, would you take? Would you kick out Alonso for Leclerc, Norris, or Sainz or Sergio? I don't think. I think Sergio no. I think Sergio after I think Sergio will get his contract renewed with Red Bull only if he doesn't challenge Max for the driver's championship. I think even if he does challenge I don't think that Checo over the course of the year will challenge him, but I think it will be a one two. I think he'll be as good as Valtteri Bottas was in those years that he came P two to lose Hamilton. I think like seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. But I think he has so much more, much better pace. Like, I feel like Sergio can fight with Max like 70% of the time. All right. So, two years, would you take Sergio over Alonso? Still, I still like Alonso better. But the All only right. thing <laughs> at that point is, is his body just decaying. Yeah. I, I, I would take. Sergio at 30 over Alonso. Yeah. He was going to be 45 well, at that time. 45 going Maybe on what, 50. 50? 60s? Imagine he races till he turns like 70. <laughs> I Oh. Well, I mean, he he could he'll he'll he could be racing if he wanted to. It might be for a F3 team or some other karting team. But I bet you that he could get on the grid. And if he wanted to, he'll find a way. It's just, yeah. 
it's crazy but i feel like sergio i feel like when sergio gets done at red bull he's gonna retire i don't think he goes back down the ladder no he has to retire he like, has I, to I don't, retire i don't see him like pushing on if he like if he does get dropped by red bull i don't see mm-hmm. him continuing past that yeah no one really wants to take a step back in their career so and he's going to be in the fastest car that he's ever going to drive imagine how frustrating that would be to go from the red bull all the way down to the haas or the so. alfa romeo It'd be impossible. And just be think. twiddling around in the back. I think it depends on which driver you are because Hulkenberg has looked really impressive in his Haas since coming back. Hulkenberg. He's gotten two P3 or like Q3 appearances in qualifying, which has been very impressive. But it's just tough to be losing, especially as all of those drivers are alpha males and wanting to be top dog. Well, I think in general, it's just, it's it's tough to lose and like to lose on a consistent basis. Yeah. Who likes like, losing? No one does. Haas sometimes seems like Gunter uses it as just motivation to get out of the morning or just something to be angry at. Have you seen Gunter's house? No. Is it nice? In the mountains? No. It's in, drive to um, survive? it's in um, Monaco. No, it's in North Carolina. What's looks, he doing over in North Carolina? Looks super pretty. Is it just right on the coastal? Yep. Alright. Well, is this in Drive to Survive? Yep. Alright. I have not watched Drive to Survive yet. You Any have? good? We'll have to do I, an I episode. It. We'll have to do an episode on the review of Drive to Survive. I, I liked it personally. No. Mainly just for to see Gunter's house. No, it, it just, you have so much, like, behind-the-scenes footage. I'm not saying, I mean, it's really obvious once you've watched the season and you, like, know mm-hmm. what happens at each race. It's really, it's, like, it's hard to watch it, but, like, you watch it for, like, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Because okay. they try to make it more dramatic than it is, and it's, like, which, I mean... Yeah, they're trying to... I guess here's my question, is, is it... Do they reuse old footage like they did in season four and just repeat the same clips over and over again because they don't have enough B-roll? No, they actually, it's all like fresh and new and stuff. Um, but but Max is in it this year, so yeah. he actually speaks on, he speaks in it, which is good because last year he refused to comment on F1 season, which was kind of really hard to tell a story with. <laughs> yeah, but it is hard to not have your World Drivers Champion be in the season. Have you noticed that during the intro of the F1 things, his eyes kind of do a chameleon and start pointing out? <laughs> no. Look at it next time, because they go from the back of the grid, and I'm assuming it's based on driver driver's standings. from last year. Yeah. Last, yeah. But Max, it kind of looks, and maybe it's just the slant of his eyes, but it kind of makes it look like a chameleon. <laughs> Obviously, it doesn't affect him out on track, but I, I had to take a double take today 
when I was watching it. So that's, I was just curious if you've also seen this. Um, no. And then I guess the last thing that I wanted to hit on my notes is that Alonzo joins the six other drivers in the Century Podium Club. After that whole ordeal, only Mully. Yeah. Uh, Didn't know if he was going to get in there. The five-second penalty that he almost had. Yeah. For, again, a second week in a row for drivers not obeying the not taking the five second penalty correctly and their pit box just wanting to get up in there. But did you see his, his parking? Oh yeah. On the left side of the, to initially start it off. Yeah. He was on the, his drive car was halfway into his box. I don't know like what's different about this year than previous years, but like no one's been able to hit it. Well, it's, I, it's two in a row. (laughs) I think it's drivers just being careless and not paying attention more so than it is the cars because the cars are roughly the same size as last year yeah but it's just it's crazy <laughs> it's ridiculous that they're not being able to hit their marks so it's just it's one of like the most basic things like and I, do you think that next week will someone have a grid start penalty for not hitting their box nick i don't know <laughs> yes or no we're in melbourne I'm going to say yes. Alright, I'll go no. Why do you say say yes? I mean, there's 20 people. It's happened in twice the races, so that's 100% probability at the current moment. So I think we're just going to stick with the 100% probability. Alright, well, I'm going to go no because I think that they'll learn from their mistakes and who knows, maybe it's Stroll. Maybe it's George that gets the five-second penalty. I think the funniest radium, because George did make a comment on after the safety car restart, was like, why didn't you tell me Alonzo had taken his five-second penalty during the pit? And this was right when Hamilton was catching up on him. Mm -hmm. And then he just drove away from Hamilton. I was very surprised by that. Do you know what was also pretty funny? Uh, like no Leclerc like like Leclerc like mansplaining or not mansplaining but like explaining to his pit crew like his strategist he was like well you should have told me that buddy next time just remember to tell me that like you know it was about like something really important in the race and he was just like it's okay it's okay just remember to tell me next time like he sounded like he was like gentle parenting yeah I did see that because it was <laughs> it was Ferrari not telling Leclerc about Hamilton boxing. Yeah. So I did see that. And then did you see Yuki? They It was just random, but Yuki had just gotten passed by, I'm guessing, Magnuson for that 10th place grid penalty. And he just goes, <laughs> and then they just cut away. They just had Yuki cussing out Magnuson yeah. as, he, as he lost the last point. And it just... I was cracking for cracking up for a good minute. Yeah, for sure. Uh, really any, interesting. Anything else before we look at how well you did and how bad I did on the bets? Nah. All right. Well, let's get into betting next. 
Okay, Nick. Well, we made a couple of bets for each before the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. Let's get into how well we did. So starting with you, we had four bets. The first being Red Bull, Red Bull over the field. And that ended up hitting. So congrats. It was not the Red Bull that I thought it was going to be. Congratulations. I'll add some claps in. Thank you. Thank you. You get one point. Um, you had the next Lewis beating George. So Lewis over George. That did not hit as George beat him in qualifying and then just kind of stayed in the same race that Lewis rose a couple of grid places before or during the race. I think two starting out at eight, making his way up to what, sixth or fifth? I think he ended fifth because it would have been Perez, Verstappen, Alonso. Russell Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, it was Leclerc in front of him. Leclerc, both the Ferraris finished behind Mercedes. So then, yeah. Then it was 6-7 Leclerc signs. Uh, You didn't get that one, but you did hit driver of the day, which was Max Verstappen after crashing out, or not crashing out, his Red Bull failing and qualifying was able to drive that rocket ship of a car through the pack. I, What did you think of his initial drive? Because I was surprised that he was stuck behind the cars for as long as he was. He like, he just, he was like calm mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. Like he wasn't really driving too angry because he knew he was going to get there eventually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Very smooth race. Very calculated race was not able to make the overtake at the end because Sergio was just driving amazing so good on Max for raising up those 15 grid places to finish two and take home a podium finish and then your third bet was Albon top seven which did not hit Albon failed with break was it break stuff yeah yeah break problems but you did get 50% which is for betting, not too bad. They're good on you. Um, I believe you beat me this week because I think only one of my bets hit. Uh, the first one that I had was Charles Leclerc to take home a top three finish. That did not hit after his grid place penalty for taking a new power unit. That just didn't seem likely for that. My mm-hmm. Verstappen, Leclerc, Perez, top three also did not hit because Leclerc was nowhere close to the podium <laughs> finish this week. Yeah. Um, I thought Hulkenberg over Magnuson. I held at hope. He qualified again better than Magnuson, but then throughout the race, just didn't have the pace that Magnuson has in that car. So I was 0 for 3. And then the one, the one bet that I did hit was Logan Sargent's over Albon, which I think still counts, even though Albon DNF. But Logan had a, I thought when he was on the medium tires, he had a chance to get up to top top 10 and take at least one point finish. Yeah, most definitely he did. So that was our bets. You hit 50%, so you are up uh, one bet in the race. Have you thought of anything that we can bet on? Or punishment for the loser this the season, given I'm not. Point. All right. Well, I'm hopefully, not as of yet. 
we'll figure it out before the end of the the race but that was our bets for this week coming up next we'll just do a quick preview of the melbourne race the race down under next like the cars the cars zooming in all right guys welcome back it's my time to take the lead the podcast okay so i'm gonna give you a little rundown of the australian gp so right now currently on sunday or monday for those people in australia on that side of the world we are currently 11 days away from the race This race used to be the number one race to start off the season, to kick it off. Everyone, everything used to start in Australia, but due to COVID, switched it up a little bit. So the track is 5.27 kilometers long. It's a 58-lap race. First Grand Prix was run in 1996. Um, The lap record is 122 by Charles Leclerc last year. Now, last year, Ferrari absolutely dominated max had another dnf i think they're getting into the 121s this year nick they hit 120 last year oh okay sorry 119s yeah so yeah it's a pretty interesting race with um 14 turns but what they did do compared to previous years is last year they took out a chicane um that was really really tricky or they widened it at least and i know at melbourne park they re repaved all of the track so mm-hmm. ben i have a couple questions for you yes I are didn't. you going i'm not road? i'm not going so i was down to melbourne for the australian open this january and did drive past melbourne park and it was really cool to see all the pit pit boxes pit lanes we it's a street track and i think that's one of the coolest things is that you get to drive on the same road so we just drove past it but it Mm -hmm. looked really cool they have four drs zones this year is that confirmed uh they had they took out one last year no it's only three this year okay so three but yeah melbourne's a awesome city if you ever get a chance to go to the race do it i did not get tickets i just yeah didn't have the time in my schedule nor the the fore, forethought to um, get everything situated because it is a little bit expensive to get tickets and all that. But I will be watching and it will be great to be up at a decent hour watching the race instead of the 2, 3 a.m.s that I've had to be up or I haven't been up. I've watched it after in the morning my time. But it's, it will be nice to have F1 at a decent hour to catch all of the action and not have to stay up super late or get up super early to watch the F1. Yeah, for sure. So I haven't seen a lot of people come in. I know this time last year I saw Daniel Ricardo after the race because I was here after completing my PhD and we passed each other in Bondi just running running along the coast. And I had to do a double take. He is smaller than I thought, even though his height says 5'11". Probably put him at like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, <laughs> yeah. But it's... A lot of those F1 good. drivers are shorter than you think. <laughs> yeah, I think Esteban Alcon's the only one that's actually like a decent height. 
him and George Russell are both pretty tall. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be fun. I'll keep my eye out for any celebrities that I see in Bondi and bring back the F1 news from Australia. That's awesome. So, no, that's all that I have have to say on that. Anything else before we get out of here? Nope. All right. Well, we will come to you again with our bets before the Melbourne Grand Prix. It should be a shorter episode. And please like and follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Hold on. I'm going to throw this. I'm going to throw this in right at the end. But George Russell posted on Instagram with the trophy. So they gave the trophy to George Russell. And then the FIA came back and took it back. Ah, good old FIA making sure that everything's nice and clear and understood. And there's no confusion after the race. Good. So they gave it to him. And then... You're taking it back. <laughs> yeah, it's now he has to go back, and it's like a ex girlfriend. You got to delete that photo from your Instagram feed. But yeah, so yeah, I love everyone. Peace out. Hope y'all keep it cool, keep it chilling. Thank you for listening, break. for everyone new and existing listeners. We appreciate you. Follow the Instagram. Box Box Bros 4. Show us some love. I think it's there. Box Box Bros F1 now, Nick. Oh. You changed it? I did change it. Alright. Well, I have a problem. Do, do you, yeah. Can you? Yeah, you, Box Box you, Bros F1. Yeah, so we'll catch you next time. Peeps, fellas, ladies. Everyone love you all. Bye.